Hello and welcome to the Ask Girl podcast. My name is Elliot Reed. I'm the founder of the Revitalized Clinic, where we've helped over 6,500 people become pain-free, mentally well, and physically fit. And I'm also the founder of blackhistory.school, where I'm using comic books and also a plug-and-play curriculum to educate the wider population, as well as the black diaspora, of our history. I have the pleasure today of speaking to Kay from One Step a- uh, Move From, or One Step Away From. And Kay is, his speciality is understanding how those vulnerable individuals are always one step away from, let's call it, uh, undesirable decisions or undesirable, undesirable events. Is that right, Kay? Indeed, indeed. Thank you very much, um, Mr. Reed, for having me on here. Um, indeed, I am Kay from One Step Away From. Uh, the phrase that we like to use is that we'll be one step away from negative out, um, sorry, one step away from positive outcomes and several steps away from negative outcomes. Um, and it's looking, looking at the different elements that actually ties us up as people, particularly on our podcast as black men within the UK and how it impacts us in, in, in order to keep ourselves moving forward in a, in a positive way and what um, skills and what knowledge base that we need and the link that we need to build up as a nation so we can all move forward and be more, so we can actually survive within this country. Um, because the elements that are currently out there against us um, from a black male perspective, of course, is that we're actually being uh, reduced in terms of our survivability. What do you, what do you mean by that, Kate? So, so, so if I were to, to be able to survive, um, just like any animal in uh, their in environment, um, it's about you living, put it, to, to put it bluntly. Um, if we look at the different stats and the different elements and the uh, ways how we are treated as black people within this country, um, just from not only from our history, but in this current standpoint now, every single aspect points to, to our wars, you are going to be less likely to survive than your other counterparts. Your other counterparts being different cultures, different race, different nations. Now we come at the bottom rung of most of the negative outcomes when we can talk about education, we can talk about accommodation, we can talk about prison, we can talk about mental health, wherever we seem to, to dip into is where we seem to hit at the end, at the bottom end, at the negative aspect of them lines. Now, what we're trying to do is one step away from is to bring that towards the forefront and let young, young black men or black men period or black people period who come from the diaspora, who come from the Caribbean and, and, and all, all I'm sorts, understand that, understand where we are. Because if you increase your knowledge of understanding of where you are, you then are able to make informed choices. You're able to un- understand that you're in an in environment isn't necessarily as it is because of your choices. And you don't want to be part of someone else's game. You need to turn that game back on its head. And as we say, build your own table. Because clearly we're not actually welcome to be on other people's table. If so, then things would have changed or, or I'm ready. Things haven't changed. So therefore, instead of begging someone to try and join their table, to have, have a seat on, 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 on their little chair, to eat from they finish filling their bellies, we want to build our own table so we can make our own food and build up our own people and build up our own culture and our own nation. So one, one point I wanted to ask you about that, Kate, is that it seems, so when I look at the wider, well, let's have a look, the different variants of ethnic minorities that have come to this country, different um, sources of immigration for this country mm. it seems that we from the west african or the caribbean diaspora the population uh, or heritage seem to face quite a unique collection of disadvantages in comparison to other ethnic minorities which 
seems to me to mean that we, as you've said, have been received differently in Britain in comparison to other ethnic minorities. Would you agree? And, and if so, why do you think that is? Boy, uh, you're drawing me out already, yeah? Cool, calm, <laughs> calm, 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 calm. Um, <clears throat> now, if we look at a different aspect, I think I mentioned it in one of the um, podcasts as well. Um, if we look at the different aspects, as you say, people who came into this country, different cultures, re-re-am, re-am religion, groups of our own people. Um, if we just mention such as like the Asian pop, uh, population, whether it's um, M- Muslim or Sikhs or Chinese, if we mention the most recent, we're talking about the Eastern Europeans with the Russian and all, all their men there, they are able to move in as a group. And they are not only moving in as a group, they build as a group. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And when they build as, as a group, guess what? They are building in a country that isn't theirs, but they are still successfully building. Now, you have to ask, why is that? Because England's a proud country, brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah? They, they, they will not have people succeeding in their country if they don't want them to. We are living proof. Yeah? Now, the only aspect that I have to come to a conclusion with, because we've had a lot of time here as Black people. We've had a lot of time here. Yeah? And part of that blame is internal. It is internal. Yeah, and part of that blame is external. For some reason, when it comes down to us building, it's not as easily accepted as someone else building. Now, my mindset is this. Now, we can talk about this might be coming off the background of a Riam 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 religion. Of course, Riam religion ties people, but we've been we've had a Riam Riam religion. Christy, we've had Christianity. Most of the Caribbean islands are Christian. Yeah. You can you can argue that it was given to us, and that's another probably I am never podcast there, but we've had a faith too. So that argument does doesn't wash with me. What washes with me is is this: the same country that we are in is the same country that caused us to be in the state that we're in. We were interacted with by this country, by other countries in in the world, as a source of revenue, as a product, as a workforce. That's all their interaction ever was with us. It's just unfortunate, and I've always said this, you didn't keep the receipt, did you? Mm-hmm. So you can't send us back. Mm-hmm. You can't get your money back. And now you have to deal with, with the, with the uh, effects of your crimes, because it is a crime. You are charged, England and USA and Spain and France and all their mandate who took part in taking our nation into a, a force workforce without doing any crimes. Yeah, you're charged with a crime. One of the one of the, if not the world's most heinous crimes, and you stand guilty, but you don't want, but you don't really believe in justice. You don't. You you talk about justice, but you don't. So what I'm hearing, Kay, is that there's a balance between taking responsibility for our current state. One hundred percent. But then as well as that, realizing that the environment that we're in may be disadvantageous to us. So it seems that what you're talking about is building a sense of building a sense of self and building the ability to produce to then overcome the environment is that right 100 and it all starts with with it all starts with knowledge knowledge of knowing who you are knowledge of knowing where where you're from and knowledge of knowing where you are yeah them them aspects need needed to be drawn into our head man and tell me with the 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 black youth that you've worked with and the, the black adults as well how have you found a knowledge of self manifested itself on the front line? How does that benefit people? Boy, um, benefit now. Now, that's the aspect now that I am still not sure about to, to this day. Um, 
I think I'll be for, forever learning that. And I think I will come to a conclusion is that being on the front line for another organization or for another nation is not beneficial for us, but is necessary for us at this stage. Necessary how? We have to earn a living. We have to keep a roof over our head. We have to get qualification and education from their educational uh, facilities. We have to be accommodated through mainly through other nations because we don't seem we don't seem seem to be predominantly homeowners that rent out a accommodation. We don't seem to own the superstores and the supermarket we we where we buy food. We have to send our kids to to their schools, etc., etc. Yeah. So we have to still work within that, but with the goal of eventually we need to build our own table. So is it beneficial for us? I would say to an aspect in order to be a stepping stone so we can step out and we can build by ourselves. So if I, the information I know, the statistics that I know is that for the same level of education, black people are paid about 17.5% less. And if we, whilst we were in education, we're about two and a half times more likely to be excluded for the same behavior and we're likely to be graded a lesser grade for the same level of work. So in this environment and with these disadvantages, do you think it's possible for us to actually work our way out of our situation? Or does something, I, or does something systemically have to change? Um, see, my mindset now here is that I'm done working twice as hard to get the same result as my counterparts. And does it work? Does it work? You yeah. will always be seen like, I've got to wash my tongue here, man, because... Well, no, <laughs> like... The reason why I ask, the reason I ask is every single, every single black person I know from a very young age has been told, you need to work twice as hard to get just as far. Yeah, man, and that's that slavery right there, man. Like, that's that slavery right there. You're not working hard enough. You're a, I'm washing my tongue, so don't worry. <laughs> you're, you're just one lazy such and such. Yeah? So is when that we... what you think, then? So you think that that self-talk or that talk that's passed from say father to son or mother to son or or to daughter is more someone projecting a negative stereotype that they have of themselves onto their children or is it recognizing the disadvantage in the environment that we experience or is I, think it it's, it, I think it's a mixture um okay. i don't believe it's a negative stereotype that the parents are portraying onto the children i believe that it's the parents realizing i know how hard i struggle to live in this country in it I know how hard my 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 parents, so your grandparents, your great grandparents, have struggled just to get a loaf of bread. I don't want you to struggle as hard as me to get a loaf of bread. If you're you're going to struggle, young man, young girl, you're going to because this is what it is. It's unfortunately seemed to be our curse, yeah. But when you struggle, instead of one loaf of bread, you're gonna get a loaf of bread, a butter, and a cup of tea. Understand. If you understand what I'm saying, you're still going to struggle. I understand what you're saying, but then my my difficulty once again comes back to the the question of, of does it work? Because if we've if every single, I mean, there's what's the what's the phrase? You've got more jobs than a Jamaican. There's we're used to, we're used to <laughs> we're used to working hard, right? And we've been working hard since we got here. So why I'm and I, I had this conversation with my dad the other day because okay. my dad was on a, on a on a podcast at the Steve Lawrence um on I think it's Steve Lawrence day oh respect and yeah cuz cuz my dad was a detective in the in the Met and in Trident and he successfully put the case forward or, or created the case to have the killers of Stephen Lawrence put in prison but big man big yes 
is he's an absolutely fantastic achievement. But his what he said was, I don't think. I, he said, I don't see the world the same way that you do. And he was talking to a group of of young people, uh, most of them black. And I put for, and the reason why he said that is that he said that I think things are better now than they were. And I agree. I think things are better than they were. But the issue is that things are better for most people than they were. Growing up in, say, the 70s or the 60s was very different to growing up today. So everyone has been moved forward. Most people have central heating. Most people can afford to eat. But what I'm saying here is, is that if that's the case, if everyone's moved forward, you haven't really gained much. It's just that people's aspirations have changed. So, mm-hmm. for our, so for example, for our generation, yes, we're far less likely to be chased by the National Front, but everyone is. Everyone's less likely to be chased by the National Front. Mr. Reed, so, I've got to ask you this then. Based yeah, on what on. you've said, then, yeah. based, based on what you said, because I personally believe, because um, you, 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 you mentioned that uh, you believe that, that um, the current status for us in this country is better than it, 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 than it previously, yeah? So I think England is the master of covert racism. I think they had a ma- they've mastered it to a T. I think America hasn't mastered it. They they are still over. So I don't think things have got better per se. I think things are just different. Right. So what do you I, think? So I'd agree and uh, that covertness, that covertness nature is British racism. It has it's definitely at least been highlighted in the past couple of weeks, for example, with the Meghan Markle and, and, and Harry Windsor interview, mm. right? The African Americans who I've spoken to are rec- are realizing how covert racism is here. And um I would say that it goes back to that same conversation I had with my my dad. So my dad would probably associate harm, physical harm or extreme. Now let's focus on physical harm or extreme disadvantage with what he might have encountered growing up. However, what I would see, what I would say now, the huge economic disadvantage that we have inherited and we will unfortunately continue to experience as black people is more than enough to put us further and further behind for multiple generations. So I was with one of my colleagues, for example, the other day, and um, we I, I showed her a calculation of one person owning, say, a unit of one, and the other person o- uh, uh, earning a unit of one. But the individual, the second individual, I showed her what happened if that individual uh, was earning, say, 17% more, and that happened every year for the next say 30 years how would that look and because of compounding so for example if you're able to buy a property that property will increase by 10 percent every year which means that it doesn't double in value every 10 years doubles in value every 10 every seven years because everything increases by 10 percent, including the interest that you've accrued each year and um, what I showed her is that if there's a 17% discrepancy in one person's ability to earn versus the other person, then at the end of that, the lower earning individual would have multiplied their wealth by a, a, a compound of 34. 
and the other individual would have compounded their wealth by a multiplication of about 545. So that that yep, yep. consistent disadvantage when it comes to, first of all, being able to access the tools which we need to be socially upwardly mobile, education, investing in home, etc., being not going to prison, all of these things. If they are significantly disadvantaged in one group, the other, the other group, that that group has stands no chance of catching up. Mm-hmm. And does, that's why. Does, yeah, go on. That's, that's why it's so evil when when people when people people say just work hard. You're not working hard enough, or pull or pull yourself up by your bootstraps. That yeah. age old saying. That's yeah. why that's so evil, man. Because you're not taking into consideration the complexities of 100%. having a disadvantaged start. And just to simplify it, because just in case people, because you're a very complex guy and you're a very logical guy and you think on a higher level, brother. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> but, 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 but to simplify it, we are asked to run a hundred meter sprint against every other nation, but we have to start at 150 meters. Yeah. But we're expected to get under 10 seconds still. Yeah. That's what Elliot's saying. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And um, no, that, that, that that's exactly it. And I feel... When you when you called it evil, I thought that was perfect because the discrimination that we face in the UK is like a duffy. It's like something that is not mm. tangible. It can't be touched. It can't be grabbed, but it's there. And everyone knows that it's there. Every single person in the black community, bar a few people, know it's there. Mm. But when they speak up about it and they try and speak to the larger community about it, the larger community acts as though they're talking about a ghost. I can't see it. What do you mean? There's nothing there. Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. And then and then you're gaslighted. So oh, don't don't start, man. Don't don't start me from yeah. yeah that that whole you got a chip chip on your shoulder situation. Yeah. My my saying has always been, well, who put it there? <laughs> Blood. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, don't tell me about a chip on my shoulder and why I'm feeling a certain way. I'm not allowed to feel. I'm not allowed to express. Oh, wait, because when I do, I'm aggressive. Because, well, yeah, yeah, yes, you understand? No, I'm just feeling pain because I'm a human. Mm. Exactly. You, you, you know, and, and, and because I'm intelligent, I'm able to see mm. where my pain is coming from. Mm-hmm. And when I, I am able to see where that pain is coming from, and I realize I'm in an institute where I can't do nothing about that. And now I have to be sitting in, in my 30s understanding that I've lived through a life of unpaying that I'm going to live through 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 a more and yet I'm not allowed to say nothing because when I do I'm aggressive mm-hmm. that's that 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 is oppression man so let's and, explore this then so mm. we've spoken about how this manifests itself in say the child when mm. it comes to say we could say that they've experienced more disadvantage than their their their, their colleagues or their peers and they're told to kind of suck it up and get on with it. From your experience, how does that manifest into the psyche of the adult? How, how, does, an, how does an adult now deal with that? Right. So I'm going to speak about uh, my experience working in the youth field. Yeah. Um, and my, my multitude of different experiences in different fields. Particularly, I'm going to speak about right now about a uh, black youth project. Uh, that uh, I actually managed to run and actually managed with some excellent youth workers uh, and we got got the funding through the police crime um, commissioner. Now, the purpose of that project, because 
if you don't know listeners then you you should know we don't necessarily have good relations with police historically present and probably in the future yeah um so that project was predominantly aimed at improving the relationship between the local police and the local young people particularly ethnic minority back backgrounds black caribbean yeah we managed to easily get the group of young people who were interested. These young people have been involved with being stopped and I'm searched. These young people have been um, put in cells overnight. Um, none of them have been convicted for any crime. And I have to say that because that's a legal term. I've been stopped and searched. I've been arrested. I've been strip searched down to my bare, well, my birthday suit. There we go. I'll keep it uh, <laughs> at 100. I've been stripped and searched down to my birthday suit simply walking home from one of my friends after watching the NBA finals but how dare I do that with a rucksack at night so therefore I must be from London and I must be shot in all sorts apparently That's so, so oh brother I I, I won't say how, how I feel against police but I, I don't have any additional care for them mm. um, but so this youth project now so we managed to get a group of young people, black minority ethnics, to work with a group of police officers over a period of six months. Now, the end result was that there was supposed to be increased reumulation so the police can police their community better. They can know their people because you're supposed to be able to know your local area if you're managing that as a police officer. But unfortunately, they like to get police officers out of the area to manage those who are within that area, particularly within social um high absolute areas of high social housing etc etc or we can just call it ghettos so now these young people now us as young us as youth workers youth project managers leaders are trying to then be the mediators so we've got police on one side we've got young people and we are the mediators to try and build this real relationship up to build bridges as they said here's what young people ex experienced when they were wanting to question police as to why they get stopped when they were questioning police as to why they deal with them rough, when they're questioning police as to why they speak to them in a certain manner, which gets them emotional, which then causes them to create a problem for police to actually deal with now, because there was no problem first, but because of the manner that they were spoke to or dealt with, they became upset, but in, in oh, their eyes, you, you're aggressive. Um, and, what, and what happened was this. The police officers present who were, one was uh, Asian um, from, he, he was from, uh india i believe um and one was um, a um sort of white guy um and the explanations were this they had stereotypes per crime they i remember them saying if it's russian it'll probably be linked to alcohol like the crime where they see them will probably be linked to alcohol if it's black it'd be linked to um drugs if it's white it'd be linked to finance hear what i'm saying mr reed mm -hmm. like young people these are children and you're actually putting into their mind why we why we why we stop you because we believe based on your race alone if you're black it must be linked to on drugs and the now, issue how, is how I, is that build, building bridges no. how, how, how is that going to instill confidence in in our young people but this is what they are debriefed with before they hit into their police cars before they patrol the streets they are debriefed with if you see a certain group of people or a certain person from a certain culture it's likely they could be doing this crime and i think one of the issues that i take from that is the self-fulfilling prophecy because we know that stereotypes 
far they they outlive their let's call it statistical reality or they outlive the myth that was told to put them in there in the first place so for example we still see myths today that come from the transatlantic slave trade that still feel the stereotype of the black person mm. and um one thing that i take from what you mentioned is that if those stereotypes are still being used they're essentially throwing a bigger net into the black community to catch drug dealers and to catch um i don't know any any other stereotypically black related crime crime that you might think of and by doing so that bigger net is going to catch more people from the black community than any other community merely because you're throwing a bigger net into that community 100% so there be so and I, I, one of my friends is a barrister and, and she mentions constantly how black people are overrepresented when it comes to criminal behavior in the news because it sells more news because it feel it fulfills this expectation that a lot of people have of how black people are and how they act and how they do criminality. So we get this self-fulfilling prophecy. So my question to you is what is the solution to that? Oh, you hit on a big one and I almost I, I had to touch back on something that you said before I answered um, that question there. Um, you said it sells more news. Now we can't overlook this man. We can't overlook look, look that it's a business for us to be on the bottom rung in society. It's a business. Understand that most of these institutes, most of these institutes that get funding to either incarcerate or police us, or to give us extra support to help in education, they are all funded by initiatives. We are feeding someone's pocket by being how we are. And that's the nasty thing I am about it because we don't get the outcomes from it. Hmm. Yeah. So I just want to make that clear that you mentioned that the situation that we're, we're in can be likened to a business. Now, when you understand that, it should drive you even more so to fix up not only yourself, but your people too. Because I'm not in the business of helping someone else's business whose business is to ruin my business. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You understand? And would your would the solution that you propose go back to building? Brother, we have to build our table. Look, me and you sitting right here now, yeah, we're building fam. Yeah, we're we are we're, we're putting two minds on one place mm -hmm. and it's gonna be recorded and put out there for the people forever. Yeah, and I'm hoping if it sparks up one mind or if it plants a seed in one person to say you you know what what these guys are talk, talking about. I thought I am about. I haven't thought I am about this. You, you know what? Let me reach out. You know what? Let, 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 me, let me talk to some of my friends and my family. Then, yeah. And then we build a bigger. We we build a wider network, a wider com, uh, com, community. We mm -hmm. got internet now. Our community doesn't have to be the people who we see when we walk out. Yeah. Absolutely. And then what? Whatever your resources are, can link in with my resources, and it can make a further resource that a next man or a next woman can jump on. And it goes so on and so forth. That's how the other people do it, you, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, what, so, so once again, why can't we? Mm -hmm. 100%. We, we, we are a people, yeah? I, 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 I honestly believe this, and it's not being tried and tested, so it's more of a, a opinion. I don't believe there's any other group of people who can go through what we went through and still live. I honestly do, I honestly do not 
I'd say, I'd say evidently, and the reason why I say evidently is, is that I suppose the people who have been closest to experiencing what those who, who've experienced who've descended from slaves before, the closest group of people to us, would probably be the Native Americans and the Aborigines. And I, the reason, the, there's one reason why I don't bring up the Holocaust. Um, the, the Jewish Holocaust is that what I think separates what say happened to the Jews to what happened to the Africans which were taken from West Africa is that the Jews kept the Torah and they kept their Jewishness they kept their belief they kept their I suppose what what made them them but when it comes to us a lot was purposefully taken away and it's the same thing for the aborigines and the native americans they lost their land and they there's multiple times where they've been brainwashed to forget their history and their path and i, I know that they're in a very very dire way at the moment a very very dire way the native americans heinous crime heinous crime the aborigines a heinous crime what's the pattern here mr Reed? I think the, the pattern would be oh, I don't know, there's, there's, there's so much to it, but I would say in terms of who's doing it. Yeah, of course. Oh, listen, like, Western Europe has has a lot to answer for. There's no doubt about that. Um, but the pattern that I was thinking, you know, outside of the, the those who were responsible for the genocide or the enslavement, the land grabbing, there. It's, it, a lot of the time it's divide, it's divide and rule. A lot of the time it is playing on the selfishness of the native population, installing public dictators, manipulation, uh, the use of arms that are una un unavailable to the native population, whether that's guns. Mm. Um, obviously you've got disease as well. The, oh boy, smallpox. Yeah, so, I mean, just to give it some perspective, um, West, West Africa and, and North Africa and even Southern Europe was incredibly hygienic at the time of the 1500s onwards. And part of that was due to the influence of Islam, part of that was due to the influences of the, um, the previous religions and, and existing culture around those areas. But as a result, you know, the Western Europeans, they, they killed a lot of native inhabitants purely because of the diseases that they brought. And that's the thing. Uh, once again, we go back to stereotypes. What's always put on the TV when it comes to people like in Africa? Oh, the flies on the face. Flies on, on, on their face, swollen stomachs, starving, kids crying and screaming, blah, blah, blah. That's the picture. Why? Because it's the narrative. And that narrative builds into we are an unworthy People of dark skin are an unworthy people. Yeah? That's, that's the whole narrative. And we need help because we clearly can't help ourselves. And that same narrative is played out in all forms of society that we go into. And we're never gonna be respected. Like, you don't respect someone who begs you for something. You, 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 you respect someone who goes and builds their own team and come back with, with you. And now you can talk on equal level. That's the reason why people walk past homeless people every single day when they're begging for food, for food and our money. They don't respect them. In fact, they see them as under them. You're lowly. 
you're a drug user, you're an alcohol, they, they don't think about their story or nothing like that. I'm talking in general, of, of course. Yeah? But people don't respect beggars. You're going to respect your landlord, though. Yeah? You're going to respect your lecturer. You're going to respect the police when they come knocking on your, on your, on your damn door. Absolutely. Yeah? So we have to build a self-respect internally. And that's about the internal thing that I'm talking about. about two, two, two now. We've got to walk and carry ourselves as kings and, and I'm queens. Right? Don't give yourself the title before you do the damn work. Yeah, there's too many people out there called, call themselves kings and queens and bend this and all that stuff. What are you ruling for? What are you in, in, in charge of? If, if you're calling yourself a king because you're in charge of yourself, well, if everyone's a king, then no one's a king. so much for your time today is there anything that we would like to mention before we before we finish not at all just want to speak to the people then and say look build with, with us man um there's one aspect in, in terms of talking talking is one aspect the implementation of that talking is the next one man that's all i can say absolutely okay thank you so much for your time today if anyone wants to see the great work of k then just check them out on Instagram at one underscore step underscore step sorry underscore away underscore from or one S A F on Instagram and you can also find their podcast on Spotify. Thank you so much for all your time today, Kate, and I look forward to catching up with you in the future. No problem, big man.